Countdown. Welcome back, everybody, to the CNC Replay. I'm Noel. I'm Corey. And we're living the dream out here in beautiful Indianapolis, Indiana, as well as or you're West Side, Michigan. You're not Grand Rapids. You're, aren't you? No, I'm dead Grand Rapids. Oh. My my address says Grand Rapids in it. <laughs> well, then. Where did you think I was? I thought you were in, like, Kalamazoo or something. No, I haven't. I'm in the same apartment I've been in since college. Wow, I didn't know that. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you learn. And I, <laughs> yeah, you have been my friend for how long? <laughs> you learn something new every single day. I've never been to your apartment, though. It's always like we hang out at Joe and Angie's if we are ever in Grand Rapids. That's true, I guess. So don't, so get, cut me a little bit of slack, just a tad. Yeah, but I go to, I, you know the church that I go to. Yeah. Why would that, I, that church if I lived in, in Wyoming. Kalamazoo, why would I go to, Yeah, well, which is still an hour away. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> All right, fine. I'm just a, I'm just a big dumb idiot. That's, that's. Yeah, that's, that was my point in that statement. I know. And your, your point was proven. Very much so. I'm just kidding. Often is. Oh, whoa. Woof. <laughs> woof, woof, woof. Do you want to know? This here's our here's our five minute fluff. Do you want to know? It's incredibly difficult. Perfect. Um, tightrope walking. Well, I don't know. Okay, but... yes, that is that is incredibly difficult. But so, like, you work in a church, right? And you like half of your job is like, like actual like church stuff, and the other half is just mm-hmm. like 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 make sure like a pipe is fixed or something like that. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? So uh-huh. like we had to, we've been having these, we had these like whiteboards that we had to hang up in our office for like a good like month and a half. And so we finally sat down and we did it. Um, mm-hmm. And we had a piece of like, like a two by four that was like bent to be our straight edge. Needless, needless to say, uh, one of the, one of the dry erase boards looks pretty crooked. <laughs> <laughs> nobody had anything no. that was straighter than a two by that two by four no why i don't know like i i worked in nonprofits for four years now i understand the wearing multiple hats nobody actually has a designated job you all kind of do everything mm-hmm. but somebody had to have had a straight edge there's no way in that entire church building there wasn't one straight edge you couldn't have used one of the other whiteboards mm-hmm the whiteboards were huge. You can't measure and no, you can't do that because we had to like drill. You mean like a classroom whiteboard? Yeah. Okay, that makes a little bit more sense. But still, I think I think tomorrow we're gonna try to fix it because it, it looks <laughs> it's bad. It's just gonna have like seven holes in the wall. It, it just like, looks so from bad. The places. Well, no, we we filled up some of the holes. <laughs> we filled up some of the holes already with I don't know, whatever wall putty or whatever the heck it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, but like it looks like JD was looking at it, it's like, oh, it doesn't look that bad. I'm like, come over from where I'm sitting, like, and then you'll see it. Lo- <laughs> it looks bad. It looks bad. So, so these are in like the church offices, or are these in like classrooms or something? Well, we we have classrooms, but JD and I use one classroom as an office. Okay. So like, that's fun. That I know it. It actually is a ton of fun because we just like we just like banter. Like we'll be like, hey, what? what's mckizzle deck all about like how is that like a thing and then we'll just like mm-hmm. like rip one <laughs> like you stepped on a duck over there <laughs> oh That's... theological banter <laughs> yeah so you get you get a good mix of both so no it's it's great i, I love having somebody yeah. in the office with me and then we have a conference table yeah. too so if we ever needed to confer just sit there. yeah we just started having people in the office for the first time in um like in the last probably the beginning of summer, but now like admin and stuff is in the office, which mm-hmm. is new for us. It's usually, it was usually just like program leads, which is what I am. Yeah. Um, and so walking around the office today, I like in every office I looked and I was like, there's a, there's a person there. There's a person in that one. We all get to go to lunch together. So like we, four of us walked to lunch and I was like, this is a very new thing. I'm usually doing this by myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. You ever been to Horrocks? Mm-mm. And GR, mm-hmm. next time you're here, you should go. It's 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 an experience. What is it? Is it like a co-op? It's a great question. Um, no, it's a store that sells groceries, but it's like if Trader Joe's 
had a garden center and also a deli and also a cafeteria Ooh. and a beer garden. Ooh. You had, it's, you had me there's at a deli. lot of things happening. You had me at deli. That's what I want. There's a lot of things I happening. Yeah, they do like fresh hot press paninis and stuff. <gasps> they have like 30 soups all at one Whoa. time. This is just this is just a free ad for Horrocks. They have a sushi bar, they have a gelato bar, oh. they have macarons. They uh, they make their own chocolates. Wait, and stuff. wait, 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 wait. Whoa, what? Hold <laughs> macarons? Yeah. Like the little circle like French little cookie things. Yeah. Macarons. Aren't they macaroons? No, macaroons are the coconut ones. They're two different things. Oh my goodness. They're two different things. So there's macaroons, macarons. Macaroons with two O's. Okay. Are the they it's like condensed uh, condensed milk, a little bit of flour, coconut okay. mixed together, and then piled in little, like, usually you have them at Christmas, or at least my family does. Um, and you bake them and they're like a little, like, they're like, I don't know, probably the, I don't know, size of a golf ball almost. Mm-hmm. And then macarons are probably like the sandwich cookies that you're thinking of. Got it. Like the French colorful thingy. Wee oui, wee. Oui. So, yes, exactly that. Except not offensive to France because <laughs> they made them. Um, yeah, little, little sandwich cookies. So macarons, that's what those are. Got it. Okay. I've been, I've been educated. Mm -hmm. I've been cultured. Are you saying when I say gabagool, that's offensive to Italians? Is that what you're saying to me? No, no, I was just teasing you. I don't think you were actually offending France. I I do think, Never mind. I could, I could say something to offend France. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> Let's not. I, I'm not gonna. We don't. I'm not gonna, but I could. Uh-huh. Offending people is not what we need to well, do today. Well, okay, well, it wouldn't be that offensive. It would be like... No, I know. It'd be like, your bread stinks, or something like that. How dare you? Yeah, honestly. <laughs> I'm offended. <laughs> you should be. Um, all right, five-minute fluff, over. Uh, as always, this is a Detroit-area sports podcast, <laughs> sports where, we talk, podcast. where we talk about Detroit-area <laughs> sports, and not macaroons and macarons, or whatever the heck they're called. Got it. Got it down. We talked about both, so you're good. We talked about both. Uh, for the past, like, four months, we've just always been opening with the Tigers. We're not going to do that anymore because we're heading deep into football season. Okay, college football is just around the corner, which is like... Except we're not. <laughs> we're not headed deep into football season. Well, it hasn't started yet. Well, we're, he- we're, heading, we're heading to where it's going to be football heavy. And, mm-hmm. like... Then- we're just trying to ignore the baseball cat thing happening off to our starboard and just... Correct. And then instead of Head me, the light. instead of me yelling about the tigers, I can yell about the other big cat that we have in in the in the Detroit area. But um, you ever think about the? Ra- I'm sorry to cut you off. No, this you're is fine. Just such a random thought. You ever think about the random collection of animals that we have as like mascots? We have two cats. We have okay. a horse, and we have an octopus. Okay, but the that oct- just feels the, the octopus ahead. is unofficial. It's not an official mascot, right? But it's unofficial only to the NHL. It's official to every single fan. Sure. Okay, I can right? get behind that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if it was just, like, some meme somebody made once, like the Rally Goose, I would get it. But the, Al is an official mascot. He's hung in the rafters for how how long at the Joe? Five He's on team merch, you know? Like, he, he may not be official to the NHL, but he is on official merch. Sure. Anyways. So my question, and we don't have to talk about this right now. We can. But what's... We can, but I don't... I'm not prepared enough to do this. So this will have to be a specialty episode. Maybe next week. Maybe next week. With... If we have the chance to do it with mm-hmm. people. Anyways. Um, what team, or what city, with all four sports, has the most... Mm, would win on a battlefield... Like, would their mascots win on a battlefield? Mm. And what does a battlefield look like? We have to set some parameters, but, like, this is just a random thought that came into my head. I don't know. Probably Chicago. That's the first one that I think of at the bat. Okay. You have a bear, and you have a mm-hmm. bear cub. And if you have... the if, if, the, mm-hmm. if the existence of the cub is there with the bear, the bear is going to be more aggressive than it usually would be. Right, but is the cub that bear's child... 
this is what we have to discuss. Well, they're... Because it could just be a lost cub. No, well, they're in the same city, so one would have to assume that there's some relation. We don't know that. And the cubs... could have just wandered in. The cubs were... And also, is... is No, because if, is, is the bear mascot a, a female? Because that's the only way it would be protected. If it was a male, the male would try to kill the cub. Okay, well, I don't, I don't think that in this, in this hypothetical, that they, <laughs> just saying, they would want. This is why I said we don't need to talk they would about want this to because have this is the most aggressive went. possible outcome for the opposing team. So, and I'm pretty sure the Bears and the Cubs are connected via team name. Like one was named after the other because the other okay. was their. Okay. And I think the Cubs were there first because the Cubs are very Interesting. old, and the well, the Bears are old too. But besides the point. Um, yeah, they're related in that way. So you got bears, cubs, you have, mm-hmm. however you want to look at it, chief Blackhawk or, yep. or uh, the Blackhawk tribe. Let's just go with exist. chief Blackhawk. We'll just go with chief yeah. Blackhawk. You have bulls, which are pretty aggressive. Um, yes. You have white socks, which, okay. But every, every, every city will have an outlier. Um, mm-hmm. am I missing anybody? I don't think if we're drawing by the just the four, I don't think so. Yeah. So that's they've got they're pretty stacked animal group, I would think. Yeah. If you have if you have mascot, bulls, pretty stacked mascot group, yeah. Bulls and a couple of bears led by Chief Blackhawk, I feel like that's gonna be pretty hard to beat. Mm-hmm. But then you could get to like the natural disaster okay, the Carolina Hurricanes and Panthers. Okay, what this Right, because then would we have to narrow it down to non- I, you know what I mean? See, this is where this is why we didn't have to talk about but this. Bears survive natural disasters crazy. all the time, so like, oof. right. And then, what would win a lion or a bear? Ooh, probably a bear. I don't think so. I think I don't know. I see, and I don't. I don't. See, I don't know this. I think it's a bear. And it is technically a male lion, and I don't know because we're thinking weight class here. Okay, so like the bear, like a male lion. Is severely... Right, and is it a grizzly or is it a or is it a black bear? Because I don't know that there are grizzlies in that area, so I'm wondering if it was based on a black bear, which is very different than a grizzly. Correct, but I think I think it's a grizzly because if you look at the Cubs logo, that's like the size of a of a grizzly bear. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm thinking. I'm early. Vague, let's just say end this conversation. Tie a bow up on it. Vegas betting lines has the city of Chicago like as the favorite. Okay. For right now. And, we have to analyze And more, Detroit but... could be up there. Because mm-hmm. their inanimate object is Red Wings, but those are wheels that fly. So, like, that's pretty... You could... You could... Uh, you could weaponize that and or give... Make it, like, a Hermes winged shoe situation mm-hmm. and put that on, like, the animals. Yeah. You could. I don't know. You could do that. There's a lot of... There's a lot of things here. Pittsburgh, maybe... No, steel. It's just some guy works in a steel factory, and then a pirate, yeah. and then a pirate, and a, and a penguin. Oh, what do I say? Penguin? What? A, I'm a, I'm a moron. <laughs> you like penguins, but not that much. Mm-hmm. Maybe the Florida. Teams. I was thinking like Boston. Mm-mm. I mean, they have the Bruins, no. but like the which Celtics, is a bear. The Celtics, yeah. Patriots. It's just a bunch of fellas, you know. <laughs> Well, the Patriots were, I, I always assume, have, like, muskets. So, like, they do have a weapon with them. Okay, well, think of any, like, okay, pirates probably have weapons and swords and muskets. Right. Um, but it's just one guy. Yeah, that's, 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 that's fair. I don't know. Now I'm interested. We're going to have to get a deep dive into this. this is... <laughs> we have to do a whole thing. Yikes. Anyways... Lions. Lions. Let's move back to what we were supposed to be talking about. Sorry, it's been 15 minutes and we've yet to talk about anything that matters. Okay, so, well, in my in my head, we'll have a couple, because we have to do the Hard Knocks, like, review. Mm-hmm. And by the time this comes mm-hmm. out, the third episode of Hard Knocks will come out, so whatever. That's fine. Deal with it. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about it, people. Yeah. Um, but first and foremost, I was at the game uh, this past Saturday against the Colts. It was actually the first time I think I've seen the Lions live in like three years. So like that's kind of cool. Um, went with a went with a bunch of friends. I think we had like nine people there, and we got like tickets for ten bucks. So like, oh fun! That's a good fun. time. Super fun. Um, 
notes from that game. Number one, uh, Nick Foles is backing up Matt Ryan um, in Indianapolis. And Nick Foles had like a no-look pass in the game, which was pretty gnarly. That was pretty mm-hmm. sick. Um, and their quarterback room is actually like, like it went from being like kind of lackluster with Carson once there to like you, if, if you got into some trouble, I would feel somewhat confident that you could, that you could like tread water or at least be okay. incredibly competitive, um, in the NFL, especially in that division, because that's a pretty weak division that the Colts play in. Um, and none of the starters really played in this game. So like you had to like, look at a lot of the backups, um, the biggest takeaway from a lion's perspective, they have a foundational understanding and a foundational like part of their, they can run the ball. Like they were draws were going for 12 yards, 15 yards. I mean, they were, they were doing anything that they wanted to on the ground. Um, Good. and that was with the collection of the, of the misfit toys that we had in the backfield last year. Craig Reynolds looked really good. Uh, Iwabuki ran off or uh, popped off on a couple of different runs. And then there was a couple of other guys that were, um, that were uh, competing for a spot that looked pretty good. I, I would say that everybody, every running back that played in the game on that Saturday had a case for them to make the team off, based off of a collection of a few plays. Um, so that was pretty cool to see. Um, I love, I mean, I love David Blau solely for his story and his, like his wife Mm -hmm. and hard knocks kind of highlighted that as well. And I think he's a good Mm -hmm. guy. He rebounded nicely. I would think, um, lots of checkdowns, which you're probably going to get that. And he, he, he threw an interception again, but it wasn't necessarily his fault, but he made a couple of nice throws. He had a couple of, uh, uh, like, we were in the red zone, I think, a couple of times. Um, and he, he hit somebody in the corner of the end zone. Um, I don't know if that was the Tom Kennedy catch or not, or whether that was Boyle. Boyle didn't look horrible either, but Boyle in the regular season uh, might have been the worst quarterback I've ever seen in my entire life. And again, that's not an exaggeration. Uh, mm-hmm. But in the first, that episode of Hard Knocks in that first preseason game, he made. I, that throw that was highlighted and he was like mm-hmm. that's an effing dime that's that's an effing dime <laughs> that was that was sick that was a sick throw mm-hmm. um this receiver uh kennedy uh making noise huge gain in the game and it was a touchdown i think it was an over 20 yard touchdown reception um got a shout out from chad johnson ocho cinco himself um wow in the game um and a team who had zero wide receiver depth last year now looking like that they could the wide receiving like the wide receiving core could be a key strength to them the lions are going to have to re- rely a lot on their offense this year which is scary because you have Jared Goff at the helm which i feel more confident about Jared Goff this year uh just given that he i I feel like, and from what I hear, he's playing with a little bit more confidence. There's building some chemistry there. Um, mm-hmm. The other Reynolds, right, wide receiver, uh, that we have seems to be one of his favorite deep targets. Amon Ross St. Brown is an absolute freak. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe one of the most motivated guys on the team. Um, yes, Noel. One of the things that I have heard or at least like read online and listened to from other folks talking is that I think Goff has finally got it in his head that it's not his job to make the receiver catch the ball. It's his job to throw it to them. Um, and, you know, we saw a lot of that last season where he would like kind of have a look and then totally just like exit the pocket. Cause he freaked out. Mm-hmm. Um, and from what reporters and stuff have been kind of just, observing from practice and things it seems that he is hunkering down in the pocket a little bit more and waiting just to have an opportunity to throw it and not worrying as much about making the receiver catch it you know what i don't know if that made any sense but like that's kind of the vibe that i've been getting yeah i mean um, i mean he didn't have any, from people talking about golf he didn't have any help the first half of the year which i think a lot of us this understood that um mm-hmm. but still it hit we talked about it last year. 
other things that a quarterback needs to pocket presence. Okay. Um, the, I mean, just looking comfortable with the offense, Jared Goff did not do that. The man couldn't complete a pass more than 10 yards down the field. I don't know what that was Mm -hmm. because I mean, we've been able to see him stretch the field a little bit more in practices because like, it's not even just the fact of completing a pass. It was just the look of the throw. I mean, like it looked like a duck and at least we've seen some films like, okay, he can, he can do this sort of a thing. And the mm-hmm. offense did look better. It was meaningless games. I understand, but you had a guy, you had a, the resurgence of Amon Ra, okay, um, and then you had some chemistry with Reynolds uh, off to the off to the wideout, off to the edge, okay. Those are two guys that are returning, all right. And then you have mm-hmm. Jameson Williams, who's going to be coming back at some point, who is a absolute barn burner. Guy was maybe one of the fastest receivers in college football last year. Um, and you have DJ Chark, who is who has embraced the city, just like every other receiver who comes in, or every other player who comes into Detroit, who's kind of like been an afterthought. Like Amendola wasn't like uh, a game changer, but he came in and he embraced the culture, even though the culture was poop mm-hmm. under Patricia. And Chark is like this: this what they're doing here right now is far better than what I had with Urban Meyer in Jacksonville. So you would have to think that that would equate to your play on the field as well. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. the Lions saw they had gaping holes in the wide receiving room. They said, okay, who are the guys that did well? Push them forward, look at their development, but we need some more help, bring some more guys in. Had a top 15 pick on a receiver. That's that's commitment there. Top 12 pick, you traded Mm -hmm. up to get him, and then you signed, you know, another receiver who – let's face it, is pretty talented for a fairly cheap deal. Um, and you are going to build off of your strength, which is the offensive line in your run game. Mm-hmm. So it uh, encouraged by that, because for the longest time, the Lions were a team that could not get the one yard when they needed it on the ground. And it's preseason, I understand and you have to look at individual performance instead of the team performance. Um, but when you look at something like the run game, you kind of have to look at a collection of players as well. Right. Um, right. And I think you can be encouraged by it because those guys, Craig Reynolds, Iwabuki, Craig Reynolds, was he had a 100-yard rushing or a rush last year. I mean, the Lions didn't have a 100-yard rusher in Stafford's entire career practically until Reggie mm-hmm. Bush did it, until Carrion Johnson did it. Like, you can count the number of 100-yard rushing games on one hand under Stafford. Last year, I think right. you had three. That's a huge help for mm-hmm. all facets of your offense. So the optimism is building. We're all... Still being cautious. <laughs> we still got to be cautious, but, I mean, Hard Knocks has made it hard. To not want to, oh, they're just passing out Kool Aid for free I, at this point. I, I, I mean, I, we talked about it last week. Like all these guys are football guys, mm-hmm. um, and it's very clear that the the players love like Campbell, mm-hmm. like they bought in to him and what they're doing, um, but like. I, I remember watching last week and I was thinking to myself, like some, some of these things that Campbell says is like the typical, like what you'd hear in like a high school locker room, kind of like that would be like my one side of caution. Like, does that ever get old mm-hmm. sort of a thing? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't think it happens all, all the time. Um, and he was talking about the loss to the Falcons. Um, and he was just saying to the guys in the locker rooms, like we got to, we got to take care of the, of the little things sort of a thing, uh, which mm-hmm. coach speak, I get, but there was a, right. like the Blau interception or the Blau fumble. That was huge. That was a turning point in the game. Probably the reason why they lost the game. Uh, but then one of the Lions cornerbacks, can't remember his name right now, drops uh, an interception that could have given the, the ball back. Um, mm-hmm. So like he did a good job of not singling out anybody, but he like, Cause it was a collection like, and that's what you have to do as a head coach. You have to be able to see like everything as it plays out. Um, right. And I think, he, sure. I think, I think Campbell is a pretty good communicator. 
you know, he's got that laid back, like, like, this is what we got to do, man. This is like, this is, this is, this is the thing, man. Like we got to, we got to take care of this man and we just got to do this. But like, I think what he's saying is right for the majority of the majority of the time. Sure. Um, and more will come out. And really, I think we have to record like closer when hard knocks comes or just like get a, get a refresher. Um, but I've been seeing things that the lions had a players only, uh, practice Practice. this week, Mm -hmm. not because Mm -hmm. like they were like team meeting, like something's wrong. I I don't really know what that was for. Um, but maybe that was like, maybe that could like, cause the only coach that was there was Campbell and he was just observing. He didn't mm-hmm. do anything from what I've, mm-hmm. what I've been reading. Um, mm-hmm. And all they were given was like some things to do by the coaches. Maybe like it wasn't a, like they had a, a, some things prepared by, I don't know who it was. I can't remember, but somebody had like put together like a list of things that like run these if you want to work on these, if you want to, but otherwise it's just kind of, do it go practice run mm-hmm. it yourself so yeah and uh i, I mean which just... is a far cry from micromanaging that is fair they're adults they're men and like it's yeah like seeing like... they've been playing football their whole lives it's like at this point they know how a practice should go that's a question that i would like to have and that kind of hard knocks is like kind of bringing up like Okay. You're a, you're a professional. You're a, you're a, you're a, let's say you're an age 30 veteran. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you've got a guy like do Staley. So like a guy like do Staley. Okay. Running backs in the NFL, they, their careers are like six to eight years. That's like the average or something. Yep. That guy is probably similar in age to, to that player, that type of player. How do you coach that? I've always wondered this. Because, like, in every facet of professional sports, I'm always like, what? How much are you really doing here? And, like, does ego get in the way, too? Because, like, a guy like Dan Campbell was a a NFL player. He wasn't a... Mm -hmm. He he wasn't a Jason Witten, and he made that very clear uh, in Hard Knocks. Um, Like, how do you like earn that respect or like, how does like, how do you mm-hmm. gauge like football knowledge? So like a Mark Brunel, he's the quarterback coach, lifelong backup. How do you, right. how do you, how do you gauge that? Cause like, I've like, even like, this is just from a coaching side, from a perspective that I've had with baseball, like I'm coaching a kid who's an all American mm-hmm. or like, or not all American. He's like all state and like a very highly touted, like he's got scouts coming up and showing, watching him. Like, yeah, I'm an I'm an I'm an NAIA like reserve outfielder. What am I going to teach him about? Like, yeah, I could teach him technique. I could like teach him how the college like level goes. But like, I don't know. At that I think point, it depends I feel on like, like the less... kid, right? Or the, the, right. the player, right? And I feel like at that point, it's less teaching and more seeing the big picture, right? Because players are so in their zone, they're so into their own thing, they you know, they can watch tape and they can watch playback only so much before mm-hmm. they need a different set of eyes telling them what's wrong. You know what I mean? Like there, I don't know. I just feel like that's, there are, there are the good coaches out there may not have been the best players. Some of them were, but may not have been the best players, but they're the ones that can see the game in a different way. Right. And or see how a player needs to shift or change or alter whatever in order to just go up that little, that half step. And I feel like that's probably what professional sports coaching is at that point. When you, you you know, when you get past like your sophomore slash third season, like you're, you're kind of getting towards veteran status and you've been in the league for long enough to know what you need to do. Um... And so it's less, it's probably just less teaching and more going, hey, let's like, you know, I don't know. Your run game isn't so great. Let's talk about your routes and see what's wrong. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, I like that too. I think, I think you make a very good point uh, in the fact that like players are in their zone, they're doing their thing. And like, 
a coach has a like a good perspective of like they understand that but they're also in like i don't want to say the real world but like they're in reality of like they can give you like the functional mm-hmm. or like the the play-by-play x's and o's and mix it in with like they can almost bring you back to like the foundational stuff like that's what a coach is supposed mm-hmm. to do um mm-hmm. and then in return as you combine those things that's what changes like habits so right and like you probably only get that respect if you're a former player of some stature. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I, I think that's, I think that's a really interesting conversation um, because I would, agree. I would love to hear a professional in any league, professional coach and professional player kind of just talk about what that's like from both, both sides of it. Yeah. That's a, if I was ever a reporter, that's a question I'd like to ask if we ever take the CNC replay to, uh, greater heights greater heights that's a question i would like to ask yeah like what's what's a perspective a that a question. player has um as someone who is in the game constantly and then you have a coach who may or may not be at the same level throughout their career like how do how do players respond to a coach that was like a career long backup or someone who is not the caliber of player that they were and then they'll mm-hmm. probably get some responses like well you know you have to push your ego aside blah 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 it's not really thought of like that whatever Mm -hmm. but we'll 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 figure it out as we go but um any other thoughts with the lions anything that's nope that was kind of all my thoughts you bought your jamal williams jamal yeah i have not bought it i don't have the money to do that right now Mm, uh i just like seeing him leave indiana with like a bucket of anime stuff oh i think that's amazing it's phenomenal He's just a gem of a human. It is absolutely. I told great. my mom about his his first one of his first interviews after getting picked up by Detroit, and she was like, "Yeah, this guy's amazing." I was like, "I know," because yeah, it's so funny. My mom, I didn't grow up in a sports a household where we watched a lot of sports. Like we watched the 2008 Stanley Cup run, and then we watched the Olympics, and those were kind of the only two like things that we were really involved in when I was young. But my mom was a hardcore basketball fan when she was in college, like a a bad boy fanatic. Yeah. She loved Isaiah Thomas. Um, and so we started, she's like, oh, I saw, um, I saw a docuseries on Hulu that had Kobe's face on it. Like, do you want to go watch that with me? I was like, yeah, <laughs> sure, why not? And it was the, um, it was the Lakers legacy, whatever the title of that one. But it talks about like how the Lakers got the, the their start and their dynasty. Yeah. Um, and she was like, all these old guys were being interviewed. And she's like, oh, I love that guy. I was like, why'd you love him? She's like, because he was so flashy. Like, before Jordan, he was like, he was the one doing, like, all, like, the, the longer dunks and, like, that kind of stuff. And I just loved his personality and stuff. I was like, who are you? I mean, I know who you are, but, like, this is the weirdest. This is not a side I see of you very often. Mm-hmm. So, it's always fun. I come by it we love naturally, it. it seems. We love it. Yes. All right, now we got to talk about this stupid team. Stupid team that's the I mean, bane we could of... leave him for last if you wanted to. No, we got to get through it. Okay, so like All it's right. just the Tigers are a hopeless black hole as per usual. Yep. Um yep. and it's just the again, same story all the time and they're just so confusing. Because how do you go to Chicago, look like you don't know how to play the game of baseball and then you come and play a team that's equally like like dysfunctional but they literally have the two best players on the planet right now mm-hmm. and you win that series probably two of the best players of all time and you're still winning against them i don't know i don't I, get it i have a really hard time this is a side thought and this is this we're, we're getting a lot of hypotheticals this episode which is good because we've been churning on just like content like like dissecting the same content yeah 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 um I have a very hard time with like how people discuss like, Oh, this is the greatest player of all time. Cause like Otani, what he's doing right now has, has not been done since the babe. Yeah. Yep. But he's done it for two seasons. Mm-hmm. So like how it, like, mm-hmm. it's like, like if he does this or at least like, like is average to this, for his whole career, yes, one of the greatest baseball players that's ever played the game. But like you have to put that into consideration like longevity as well. And I think people are too like quick 
to say. Recency bias. Okay, yeah, I the get recency that. bias. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. I, I, Shohei Otani is a top three player right now, if not mm-hmm. top two. And uh, people who are going to be baseball people, because it probably goes Mike Trout, or it goes. See, that's the thing, because Mike Trout hasn't been healthy. It's probably Aaron Judge right now, this right. season. Yep. Otani and Trout, but like, I, I don't think anyone could like argue against like. The argument you for... could put their names on three ping pong balls and throw them in a bag and shuffle it around and pull it out and you would be fine with the order that it came out in correct absolutely yeah that was what i was trying to say so thank you noel um, i got you i'm here so I have, I have a hard time with that but let's get back to the tigers i don't understand how you can lose a game one to nothing which by the way 17 shutouts this year <laughs> Ew. That's like more Ew. that's more more than ten percent of your game. You will finish the twenty twenty two regular season with being shut out in more than ten percent of the games that you've played in. Like we are we are yeah. we are witnessing an a historically <clears throat> bad off season or a historically mm-hmm. bad offense. It will never be matched again. And I don't know how because everybody mm-hmm. and their grandma thought that this offense got exponentially better from the year prior. Mm-hmm. So, uh, which is just, just unreal, Un, unreal, like how horrible this offense is. And Patrick's or Patrick Sandoval, good pitcher, not a pitcher who should be going the distance and, and shutting you out one to nothing. That's not, that should not happen. Then, yeah. then you figure out a way to win on Saturday. Okay, cool. And then you're facing the gauntlet where everyone was probably betting over 14 strikeouts for Shohei Otani on Sunday. Literal first pitch of the game from Shohei is a 430-foot bomb from the 22-year-old rookie. That's the longest one that's ever been hit off Shohei. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I think the frustrating thing is the Tigers don't make any sense. And as mm-hmm. human... They na- haven't for a while. I This year, they haven't. At least for a while mm-hmm. being this year. I think that's the frustrating... Because in, in all of humanity, right? Mm-hmm. We're trying to figure things out. And we get very frustrated when we can't do that. And the Tigers are yes. the, the, the microcosm of that for this season for a baseball fan. Because it shouldn't... Mm-hmm. A Javier Baez should not be performing the way that he's performing. A, mm-hmm. a, uh, who, who else am I thinking of? Like an Akil Badu who showed some signs of brilliance and was able to sustain that over a 162 game season should not have been forgetting how to hit. Right. Okay. And Austin Meadows, who has been, somewhat like healthy his career should not have gotten covid ruptured his achilles or whatever the heck he did both of them and a rehab and hasn't been able to see the field like that kind of stuff shouldn't have a starting rotation going down to your 16th starting pitcher should not happen mm-hmm. but it did it all happened mm-hmm. and your 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 bullpen was somehow good your starting pitching since the All-Star break has been one of the best in the American League. How? It doesn't make any sense. You have a great coach in Chris Fetter. I, I think people are souring on A.J. Hinch right now, but again, like it's just like you kind of carry this with you as you, as you play mm-hmm. all season long. So they're an enigma. They really are. They're an enigma of frustration, sadness, and maybe a little bit of hope in there. No, I'm not even. I'm not throwing out the H word because, like, don't this, even jinx that. No, because, and like, yeah, I think sadness too because Cabrera's been a shell of himself in the second half of this year after being very promising in the first half and hitting all of his milestones. Mm-hmm. Um, but but that was it. He hit all of his milestones, right? And he made it. To and the, now we're just kind of. And he made it to the All Star game, and he's just and now he's batting fifth in the lineup, and it, it's it's mm-hmm. really interesting. And, and like, yeah. you can't explain it. I will say, Eduardo Rodriguez came back. Um, mm-hmm. 
I would like to read in more of what the players thought because like there was I think from the free press there was saying like players just had questions of like what what was happening what was going on um but again not going to comment on that that's over he's back pitched well went five or six innings didn't give up a run what, I know. what more what more do you want <laughs> right clearly what more do you want um and since he came off of the injured list matt manning has been very good very good and it's nice Finally. it's nice to see like his screwball was very promising he was our he was our ace it's nice to see a guy who was had an extended stay on the il come back and like look healthy because mm-hmm. Excuse me, because Scooball is shut down for the rest of the year, and he had the same surgery that Matt Boyd had, and Matt Boyd hasn't pitched since then. He's slated to mm-hmm. pitch this year, but I, I don't know if it's because he's older or whatnot. I don't know how much of a repair, whatever. But you'll have Casey Mize on the shelf all of next year. You'll have Turek Scooball on the shelf for at least half of the year, at least. Right. Um, and then Bo Brisky, I think he might be done as well. Who's like, not even like a, a, like a, like a piece to this, this like future, technically speaking, he just kind of showed up and he's Mm -hmm. like, Oh, you've, you've done pretty well, but he's hurt. So looking at it this way in 2023, your starting rotation, who will be healthy will be Eduardo Rodriguez, Matt Manning, uh, Bo Brisky. That's three right uh tyler alexander and then drew hutchinson if he's if he sticks around i mean you need i mean it's very clear that you need to sign more more help but like uh, i just i just don't i just don't know i don't know what to think there but i mean hey yeah if they can if they can maintain close to what they've done this year with the guys that they have coming back next year, the offense can't be as bad as it was. And I'd have to imagine that you're so. And I'd have to imagine that someone else is going to get signed too. Um, But another, another uh, person I want to highlight, Joe Jimenez has quietly had a very good season as well. A guy who used to be the closer of the future lost that was kind of like, on the team reluctantly because it's like okay you're still under contract like we kind of have to keep you he's been great he's been really really good fastballs had a little bit more life um he's been getting productive outs and he's been limiting the home runs which is what he needed to do um you can keep him around you might have a good like you might have a good back of the bullpen again. If you can if you can figure out some consistency with Gregory Soto, your 7 8 9 could be Alex Lang, Joe Jimenez and Gregory Soto. So you get through those two got you get through Alex Lang who has a wicked curveball. You get through Joe Jimenez who's pitched well, he's he's starting to bring some more life on his fastball and then you get your closer who's pumping 102 splitters from the left side. There's where the hope lies right there. You, mm-hmm. you get, you get some, you get some starting pitchers who can get you to the sixth inning every time. There's your hope. So that's where I'm at with that. Um, that's some of the encouragement. I like that Riley green, although he's like struggled, he hasn't struggled at the level that Torkelson has. We talked about that last week too. Um, right. He's done well. Um, and I think that that's only going to help him make strides. I mean, he hit a, hit a 440 foot home run against off of Shohei Otani. So like <laughs> must be doing something right. Um, so tigers are enigma. Just can we get to next year, please? Like soon. Um, so where we can put my hope into some false things again. Alrighty. On to Pistons. Yeah. On to the Pistons. Not much for the remaining two teams. Um, Not a lot happening. Off, but... off season. Uh, sorry, I cut you off. No, go ahead. Off season in the NBA um, is really interesting. 
uh, because like you'll see like all the superstars coming together and practicing with one another. And it's cool because Jaden Ivey hasn't played a single game. I mean, other than summer league for the Pistons and like you're now you're seeing him with like NBA superstars. Like mm-hmm. I think the, the thing that was circulating today was that he was you know, playing pickup with uh, Russell Westbrook. Okay. Mm-hmm. A couple days ago, it was him, Cade and Corey Joseph with Steph Curry. Okay. Yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd want to learn about my three point shot uh, with the greatest three point shooter in the NBA. Um, uh, but that's great. The guy hasn't even played a, a single NBA game yet, and he's trying to get better every step of the way. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That's cool. I think we saw that with. I mean, we didn't see with Cade because he was injured. But you get a healthy, you get a healthy, very talented rookie coming off and starting the year um, from from day one. Awesome, and you get a healthy Cade Cunningham, who was, by the way, I think number two in isolated shot creation last year in the whole league. (laughs) Watch out. Take that. We'll take that. Watch out. And it's, I think it's, I think that's a cool dynamic about the NBA too. You'll see all of these guys who like, like they're battling in the playoffs. Um, and they're like all like friends. Cause like, I don't like, I feel like you don't see that with like football a whole lot. Maybe that's cause it's bigger rosters, but like, LeBron, maybe I don't think KD was there. I'm not sure. I, actually, I think he was there. KD and then Draymond Green were all at Draymond's wedding a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So, so like it's like the NBA like brotherhood is like really small. Um, and right. like the impact of like you playing pickup with another star like goes further than any other sport, I would think. Um, but other than that, we're just kind of waiting for the season to start let's see let's see what the kids can do in a in a weaker eastern conference sounds good but yeah that's do we have anything more on the pistons i think that was it i think that was i mean it's just uh it's quiet i mean we, we got through the free agents uh, signings we're just kind of waiting um i maybe we talked about there's no um espn game for the pistons this year they have a tnt game maybe one or two mm, and that's okay. it. So again, yeah, that's Detroit versus everybody. And there this <laughs> got one of the budding superstars. You got, a, you got two of maybe the best draft prospects in, in this year's NBA draft, but Nope, I'm going to have to watch the Knicks play. Woohoo. Who's led by Jalen Brunson. Alrighty, moving on to the wings. Uh, words just failed me. The... Yeah, thank you. You're <laughs> to the wings. To the wings. Let's do it. I think so. World championships happen again. Not much there. Roster is pretty much set. Still no word on the Zadina signing. Um, hopefully mm-hmm. that will come within the next few days. But as we all know, Eisenman keeps it close to the chest so gonna have to wait um yep world championships canada wins gold which by the way horrible i mean world championships juniors was canceled because or postponed because of covid stuff get Mm -hmm. it but you know is what it is so they had it now which is super confusing because like it's the summer it's it's baseball season football is starting to gear up Mm mm-hmm no one was really even it was in Canada and like they were not selling out games until like the gold medal game. Obviously, when Canada's in the gold medal, like okay, like yeah, you're gonna do that. But, Canada's like, gonna show up. But yeah. even some of the group play games, like like no one was there. And like I was yep. seeing like all from hockey Twitter, like this like the the attendance here has been like really pitiful. Um mm-hmm. until they finally showed up and they were getting made fun of. But um regardless, uh Red Wings sent a lot of players. Um, we talked about that last week, but let, let's just get the medal count um, because I think that's the true important thing because we already talked about the standouts, talked about Serbango last week, um, one of the best defensive defenseman prospects in the tournament. Uh, 
Although you talked about before uh, Edvinson, um, before we hopped on here, do you want to briefly touch on that? Yeah. Um, so really I haven't, I didn't watch any of the games. Um, I just have not had the time to, uh, but the rumblings and it's a mixed bag. There are, uh, there are hardcore Edvinson truthers. And then there are those that were a little disappointed in his performance. Mm-hmm. Um, his performance being he ended with one goal, one assist, two points with a plus two, which for him is low. Um, and so folks are just kind of wondering what's going on if, uh, you know, he's not, that's not even, I don't even know. I was, I was not, a, no, I'm not going to say that. Uh, they're worried about development and the show in this case and how that is going to translate into a higher, uh, a, a higher caliber of play with, NHL caliber players. Yeah. I said caliber way too many times in that sentence, but you get what I'm saying. Um, And so I think that this, you know, a lot of people expected him to go in and to totally tear up this tournament. um, And he didn't. And so that's a cause for hesitation for a lot of folks. Again, I haven't watched anything. I didn't get to see anything. So I will not be giving an opinion because I don't have one. That is just them's the facts. Mm -hmm. Um, that is just kind of some player reaction or uh, some fan reaction and a little bit of um, reporter reaction. Yeah. But all in all, out of the nine Red Wings prospects that we had in the tournament, six of them meddled. That's pretty good. That's a pretty good average. I don't know about you, but I will take that average. Um, so obviously Sebastian Kosa and Donovan Sabrango with Canada got gold. Um, Emilio Vero with Finland got silver. And then Edvinson, Wallander, and Niederbach got bronze with Sweden. Um, and then obviously the USA with Carter Mazur and Red Savage and uh, Chechia. Chech. Okay. Yep, you know what I'm saying. Uh, Chechia with Jan uh, Bednar did not. So. Check, check you. Overall. Thank you. That country has changed their name so many times. I I cannot keep up. Well, Czechoslovakia, and then they split into the Czech Republic and Slovakia, and then they did. Yep. Uh, I think it was just Czech for a little bit, and then it's Czechia. Czechia. Okay. Yeah. yeah that's completely my bad. Um, the motherland. Yes. Is that where you got your funky last name from? Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought. Um, it is Czechian. wonderful but yeah overall i'll take that split yeah i'll take it too i think despite the lack of numbers and attendance from fans i think it was a good show of folks so we like to see it we We do we truly truly do um i thought i was gonna say something about the world championships oh yeah what's wrong with the u.s they haven't placed well you know, in any recent uh I mean the Olympics they looked like they they were blazing the trail in group play and then they lose their first game. I mean that was just like the yeah, that was the B squad, but but and then even in the World Juniors they didn't perform well. So like what's what's the deal here? Are we just waiting and chomping at the bit to get back to the Olympics with NHL players or not? I know the NHL players are. They're raring to go back to the Olympics. Just let them freaking go. Honestly, it's just so annoying. I want... It... Don't even get me started. Yep, that's it. That's a soapbox for another day. Talk for a long time. Last but not least, uh, former Red Wings news. Uh, Darren Helm, Stanley Cup champion, times two. Or is it... It's times three. Two. No, it's two. Okay, oh. times two. No, 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 times two. Nope, we're good. Times two, yeah, it was just two thousand eight. I was thinking two thousand nine uh, as well, but we didn't win that year. Um, we did. We very much did not. We did not. Well, went to seven. Not very much did not. We pushed it to the break. No, I know, but that the last game was just yeah, not fun. Um, Anyways, Darren Helm. Darren Helm had his day with the cup. Uh, brought it back home and 
some for By some home you mean Detroit. <laughs> for for some reason, Bertuzzi and Larkin were there hanging out with him as he had the cup. Like I just like I. Darren Helms, the veteran, I get that, but like also like in relation to him, those are the kids, you know. Mm-hmm. But I guess there would be no... not by a ton. Sure, but like I would I mean ex- I would expect like a guy like Cronwall or Lidstrom or you know like those guys they would be there, but or Abdulkader even, you know. But yeah, well, we had very minimal like coverage as to who was actually there. Yeah, it looked like it was an. You know, it looked like it was a pretty big party, but we only saw, like, part of Bertuzzi and then, like, Dylan Larkin in the background. Right. And that was, like, through, like, some really investigative Twitter folks. That is true. I will say this. That I, I don't really know, because players can do whatever, bless you, players can do whatever they want with, like, the cup. Um, and it seemed like it was, like, a more, like, wild version of the thing that i because you know chad larose my dad worked with his dad and then mm-hmm. he won the cup and we all got to go it was like an it was like an open house for the stanley cup right they had yeah. like a cake and it was really weird but also really fun at the same time uh <laughs> i was not allowed to wear red wing stuff either because i think chad was cut by no. the red wings so like i could oh well i guess that makes sense that but would, still that'd make a lot of sense um but it, i guess for like helm it was that but except with like just like adults so like everybody's drinking, yeah, like, having a party. But like it was yeah. just like at like a house. Because Helm doesn't have any kids, does he? So many of the kids, he's not. I think he does. I don't think he has any kids. Yes, he does. I don't know. Now I gotta go look. I'm looking too. All right. Because like he's if married. I, is he? I don't. I honestly, the amount that I don't know about this man <laughs> is a lot. He's got a kid, Reese. Reese Helm. He does have a kid. Yes. Okay doesn't seem like he's married. oh he's got three i'm just stupid he's got three kids i figured he was married i was just unsure on the on the kid front anyways oh, okay look at him interesting i'm also what is it what it seems like everyone thinks darren helm is so cute <laughs> all right hold on i like i need to know I need to, like, yeah, like, okay. I get it, but it's, like, it's, like, in any conversation of, like, Red Wings players who were, like, attractive, like, Helm was always at the top. I never, like, understood. Okay. It. It's, uh, I don't, I don't know how to, okay. Um, you know how in the quarterback ranking system, us girls had about three people that we were very sure on at the top, and then everybody else was just kind of generic white man in the middle? Sure. Okay, he would be at the upper end of that generic white man. Does that make, does that help? Like, he, I, Delaney would be so much better at giving you an explanation uh, for this. We'll, we'll, we'll he, ask her when we see her, but. <laughs> he doesn't look, A, he doesn't look threatening, I think is a big thing. So he's safe. Um, yeah, and a lot of a lot of hockey players are kind of like threatening looking, just like not even personality, just like face is kind of a, is like they're sure. intense. Um, he doesn't have dead eyes in his profile picture. Okay, a lot of professional players just like there's there's crickets behind those eyes, uh, and he doesn't have those as much. Yeah, in all of them, you know, there's always a there's always one. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I think the best way I can describe him is he just looks he mm, he looks like a B actor from a Hallmark rom com about a single dad. So you know what this is this is the perfect comparison. I'm gonna give it to you right now. Okay. Oh great. And I guess maybe this is why like people think he would be attractive. Ryan Gosling, remember the Titans. That's Darren Helm. Okay. But the problem is, I've never thought that Ryan Gosling was attractive. So, like, that's my—that's a well, me that's, thing. That's I your understand problem. Where you're going. <laughs> yeah, then, I know that's, that's my problem. If 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 there was a Darren Helm biopic, <laughs> it would be Ryan Gosling <laughs> from Remember the Titans. We'd have to time travel yes. twenty years ago, but yeah, we'd have to do okay. the thing where we we like with Samuel Jackson in uh, any of like the movie. 
any of like the CGI, like where actors play and mm-hmm. then play like, yes, that's what we would have to do with him because yes. Okay. Okay. Title of this episode. I get you. I understand you. Title, Go ahead. title of this episode, Darren Helm, hot or not, question mark. That's the title. <laughs> no, we can't call it that. We only talked about it for the last two minutes of this episode. We, we're, we're in charge of this podcast. We can call it whatever we want. <laughs> all right, fine. But that's all I got. <laughs> that's all I, I got. I think we need to mercifully put, <laughs> land this puppy. Put this one just coming for a landing. All right, folks. Thanks for sticking around through mascot talk and the rest of this chaos. Um, if you would share this episode with a friend, write us five stars on whatever platform you're listening to. That would really help us out. We would love to share this with more people so that they can suffer through our nonsense. Um, we hope you have a great rest of the week, and we will see you next week. See you later. Bye. Hey, everybody. This is Noelle. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the CNC Replay. Please subscribe and rate us five stars as it really helps us out. And give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter at CNC Sports Pod. We'll see you next week.